This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Horse for the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Ohio Silver, the Lone Ranger. States was a tremendous undertaking. In addition to engineering problems, the men in charge of construction were faced with the threat of hostile Indians and outlaws. Their great task might never have been completed if it were not for the help they received from the masked rider of the plains. Astride his great horse, Silver, he rode ahead of the construction gangs, clearing the way for progress. Return with us now to those thrilling days when the West was young and adventure lay at the end of every trail. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver! There's an Indian uprising near El Dorado! We've got to hurry! Our story opens at the Perry Ranch near Boiling Rock. Ray Holbrook was talking with Clem Perry's daughter, Jane. 
Ain't likely I'll be getting to see you for the next few weeks, Jane. Hey, are you going away from Boyden Rock? Ain't that, Janie. I'm going to be so all fired busy. I've brought some powerful important news for you tonight. You did? What's that about important news? Oh, good evening, Mr. Perry. Oh, you've been eavesdropping again. Peg, take eavesdropping when there's news around here. I calculate to hear it. Go on now, Ray. What's this news? Sakes of life, I don't get to hear no news at all no more. Well, it's about the bridge we're building. Thunderation, is that all? Oh, hmm, Bridge my eye. But that bridge is going to be mighty important thing, sir. Don't you realize it'll mean the trains from the east can ride right through here instead of circling the canyon? Who cares? I never had no use for that railroading outfit since they bought up old Silas Marsden land instead of mine to run the tracks over. Plague take the railroad. Plague take the bridge. Well, you sure beat all. Well, what's the news? You aim to keep me up half the night waiting to hear it? Go on. Talk or get. <laughs> Good thing folks understand you, Mr. Perry, or they think you was high-tempered. <laughs> well, I'm in charge of the bridge from now on. You? Oh, Ray, are you really? That's right. You? <laughs> Them Easterners that put up the cash for the bridge must be addle-headed or something. You in charge. Well, that settles the bridge. I don't look for it to be done for many a long day now. Well, I do. How'd they come to put you in charge, Ray? I thought Mr. Stevens was handing them in. That's just it, Jean. Mr. Stevens maybe is a better engineer than I am, but he don't know this country the folks that live here. You lived here all your life, except when you went east to study. You see, I savvy the men as well as the Indians. I guess the men in charge thought I might get more work done. And where's Mr. Stevens? Oh, he's left. He took it pretty hard. So he should. D.I.D. A doggone young upstart like you getting a job of a man like Mr. Stevens. <laughs> I said plague take the bridge. But I reckon the plague don't need to. You got it instead. I'm going to bed. Good night. Good night, Mr. Perry. <laughs> Gosh, your poor sure fire eater. You'll never change, Ray. Dad, you don't take anything he says serious. You really think he has any use for me? Of course he has. The more he likes folks, the more he has to say about him. Well, I... Sure hope so, Jane, because, well, I... What is it, Ray? Well, I sort of hope that someday, when I'd made a mark for myself, you might sort of listen to, to a proposal. Oh, oh Ray. It's about time! Oh, oh Ray, I... <laughs> Don't pay any attention, honey. I understand your pause well as you do. Ray, if you do finish the bridge, what'll it mean? Well, you see, Jane, the construction company has a contract with the railroad people. If the bridge is done on time, they stand to make a lot of money. Yes. And I'll stand to get a first-class job. That's why I won't be able to see much of you from now on. We're going to start tomorrow, going hard as a dickens to finish the job. You finish that bridge, Ray. That's the big thing right now. Hey, sister! Sister! Oh, oh hello, Ray. Well, Jackie, sort of late for a kid your age to be outdoors. But there's news. Gosh, I'm glad you're here, Ray. What is your news? Well, Bill rode in town just now, and, and he went to see the sheriff and told him all about it. There's a lot of redskins about 40 miles east of here, and they're starting on the warpath. Redskins? Yeah, and the railroad's the thing that started it all. Well, how's that? You know that big engine standing on the tracks near El Dorado? Sure. Waiting till the bridge is done. Then it's to be the first to cross the bridge. Yeah. Well, the engines have the idea. It's a monster of some sort. They're scared of it. They fired some arrows at it and didn't hurt it. They're sending some signals for engines from all over. Oh, confound. That's likely to make some trouble. Will it, Ray? Your Paul must be in bed or he'd be out here with a plenty to say about it. The sheriff has sent word for the army troops. He's afraid there'll be a real uprising before long. I'd better go to the sheriff and see what he has to say about it. Yes, Ken. And if it's going to be serious... Well, I'll go... There's right. someone right here now. Oh, oh, oh. Sounds like the sheriff. Hey there, Ray. Have 
I'm glad you're here. I thought I'd find you calling on Miss Jane. Sheriff, what's this about Redskins uprising? There'll be the dickens to pay about this part of the country if those Redskins rise up on the warpath, Ray. I know there will. Dan Harder's saloon was robbed a couple of nights ago. It was. A couple of bars of liquor stole. Well, that's a long way from here, Sheriff. Sure, but the liquor's a longer way by now. Words come that those Redskins near El Dorado are guzzling liquor. Oh. That'll make them impossible to handle. No, I know it. Listen, Ray, I understand the Stevens is Yeah. You're in charge here now. Well, the bridge, yeah. Well, that gives you something to say about the railroad, too. You get them folks to take that choo-choo back east where it comes from. I can't do that. And why not? It's waiting to cross the bridge. Jackie, you better come back in this house. I'm just moving the sheriff's house. That's all. Well, it's past your bedtime. I'll be right in, I don't care what the train's waiting for. Get it back east before them redskins get scared on the warpath. That's the main thing they're scared of, that choo-choo with the fire and smoke and all. Wonder who? Hey, let me go! Let me go! Jackie! What's happened? Weather! Let me go! Let me go! Stop that horse! I'll get him! Don't you? Don't you? You might hit Jackie! What's the matter? What did Jackie yell for? Oh, thought someone carried Jack away. Get after him, Sheriff! Get up there! They stole Jackie! They carried him away! Oh, Jackie! Jackie! My son! Get him! Fetch him back! Go stand there and do something! to the east, two men rode through the night. Oh, oh, that's a robot. Oh, look down. Oh, there, Tyler. Look down on that valley. Uh, that's where Inc. and me. Look how many redskins there are. Something's due to happen around here. That, that war, Dan. They're getting ready for all kinds of trouble. That story we heard about the Indians getting hold of liquor must have been true. That's right. They wouldn't have put on their war paint otherwise. The Indians have lived in peace around here too long. Uh... We're going closer and see what we can learn about those redskins. If they rise up here, the town of El Dorado will fall in no time. No. Maybe it's better you go to town. Tonto go to Injun. All right, Kimosabe. Learn what you can about them. I'll meet you later. Get them up, Charles. Come on, Silver. was 40 miles east of the canyon that was being bridged near the scene of the Indian uprising. In the cafe there, we hear the bartender saying, I'd give my teeth to find out who stole their liquor from us here. That rat has got to the Indian somehow. There'll be the dickens of a time. You've got some more liquor, haven't you, barkeep? Got a little for special customers, Mr. Stevens, like you. Have one yourself. Thanks. Don't mind if I do. Uh, how's things in the bridge going? Ain't you a long ways from your job? I'm not in charge of the bridge now. Ain't it? No. Heading back east where you come from, huh? I may stick around El Dorado for a while. You know, Mr. Stevens, I heard plenty of stories about you. Well? Some of them ain't so nice to listen to. If they're true, I reckon I may as well tell you. And tell you I'd assume you took your liquor trade somewhere else. The stories ain't true. You better put a stop to them. Well, what are the stories? There's talk that you was trying to hinder the work on the bridge. Why should I do that? Ain't for me to guess. Might be that some rival outfit of bridge building was sort of put out when one organization got the job and would have liked to see the bridge not built on time. Rot. Where'd you hear such a story? I ain't saying where I heard it. 
I heard it, and I thought I'd tell you. The man that says I tried to spoil that bridge is what? A masked man. Now, see here, stranger. Don't Stephen Fuller wants you. You're the man who... I'm the one who rode away from that window in the hunter's cabin, and you met the men who paid you to delay the bridge. You want to go past? I'll take that gun. Now, don't shoot this place up, stranger. There's going to be no gunplay here, Marky. Here, take this man's gun. You can't prove it. We'll see about proof later on. Right now, the men in this town have got to get ready for a fight. Someone took liquor to the Indians, and they're going on the warpath. He wants to talk to you, fellow. What is it? Me, your engine talk. Color named Stephen, give him liquor. I think so. Are you the coyote that stole that liquor from here? No, no, listen to me. A man that'll give the redskins liquor. You can't prove that. Me bring friend Thundercloud here. That man bad. Chief Thundercloud. All brave on warpath. Not listen to Chief now. Brave, afraid of train. That man talks bad things. Boys, boys, you can't stand here and let a mess man and a couple savages. Hold on, Stephen. Thundercloud is the best redskin that's ever been in his part. I'll take his word above yours. Him tell Indian tear village apart. Go west. Capture all white men. Him got plenty bad white men to help him. Who are your friends, Stephen? Who's helping you in your scheme? You've got nothing to prove against me. You can't hold me. Boys, the Indians, get your guns. I hear them. They're coming. A couple of houses are already fired. They'll get the whole town. Get your guns. Oh, we got to fight. We ain't a chance. You won't hold me. Get get them alone. Shut him, your fellas. Now it's an Indian attack. Stand spread out. Save your cartridges. You can get over there. Swarmed into the cafe in such numbers that all resistance was set aside. Before long, El Dorado was back. Stevens, in the excitement, slipped from the Lone Ranger and got away. Meanwhile, Chief Thundercloud told the masked man what Stevens had said. In the midst of the battle, the masked man leaped to his saddle and shouted, falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scene, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Behold my process. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here. Uh-huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, with exclusive loot on surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude! Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box! Woohoo! Yeehoo! The Wowzers! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, those are backs just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media.
for the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high of silver, and the Lone Ranger. Now, on with our story. After leaving El Dorado, the masked man raced toward the west, where Ray Holbrook supervised the construction of the bridge. All night, and part of the next day, he rode the great horse Silver at top speed. Finally, he reached the sheriff's office at Boiling Rock. Oh, oh, the Silver, boy. That masked man, stand by. I said to grab him. Maybe he knows what's happened to Jackie. Who? There's been a young one carried away. Take off that mask and hand over them two knives. That's all right, Sheriff. Stand by. Uh, are you see her, stranger? Who's in charge of the bridge? I am. Then get to work on it. Like you. Come on. Hey, let me down. You stand by where you are. No argue now. Stand by. Now, let me down. I'll drill the first time that grips the gun. Keep back. Come on, Silver. Yes, you tell me all this to tell about this boy that was carried away. Meanwhile, we'll get to that bridge and get to work. That's got to be done as soon as possible. Come on, Silver. But you can't take Listen me. Listen to me. There are savages on the warpath. They'll head this way and sweep all resistance before them. There aren't enough men to stop them. If you get that bridge down, the people here can cross the canyon to the other side. To the safety that's beyond. But we got to have supplies. There's supplies in town we need. And we need more men. We can get them. And I'll need some things from your camp. There's supplies coming to our wagon to town. I'll need him to work on the bridge. The bridge must be finished. It can't be. There's too much need. We I can't... know the difficulties. We can get word to Tunnel. Who? When the supplies are brought, we'll get them from town to the bridge. Come on, Silver! The following night, Tonto, his friend, Chief Thundercloud, and several white men talked in their camp a few miles east of El Dorado. No, he was getting the idea that those redskins will fall back now. As oh. soon as they get done with ransacking El Dorado, they'll be moving west some more. Yeah, all we can do then is to keep retreating. Yes, so. Then capture plenty other towns. That's what they will, and Dad read it. So all upon that critter Stephen. Not right. They'll likely fight us all the way to the big canyon, and then when we can't retreat, no more massacres. What that? Oh, that's just the folks from town, Chief on the cloud. Uh. They got some of their stuff loaded into the wagon so they can move on to the west. That's your horse, Injun. Uh, no. What? What matter? <laughs> What is a horse, anyhow? They're a white horse. That's Silver. Here's Silver. Where's our last friend? Where's the rider of that horse? I mean, not know. Here's Silver, fella. Oh, fella. Take it oh. to the horse. Oh. Take it to the horse. That one is. Here. There's a note fastened to the saddle. Let me see it. Let's see what the note says. No. Note for Tonto. Me read it. Friend send note with Silver. Friend not hurt. No. Him all right. Me see what note say. There will be no stopping them redskins now. The more towns they capture, the more liquor they'll get, and the west they'll get. I tell you, boys, the only thing we can do is to head west to the canyon and make a stand there. The next morning, the Indians began their raids again and pressed on toward the west. The ranchers and townspeople had to flee from their homes before the advancing war party. When they reached the town of Alfred, ten miles to the west of El Dorado, they made a stand. But more Indians joined the uprising and Alfred fell. Then the people of Alfred joined those of El Dorado in the retreat toward the west. Hey, those are hoppers. Get up there. We'll make a stand built for it. Oh, no, no, good. There's too many of them, Savage. We've got to make a stand, though. Pass the word. We'll get the mill spot and throw off the wagon. And we'll try and fight them. Late the next afternoon, Jane and her father rushed to the bridge with startling news for Ray. Jane, what are you doing here? Oh, Ray, Ray, I had to come. I had a message about Jackie. What about him? You've got to stop work on the bridge right now. Stop work on the bridge? You heard what she said. That ornery Kyle Stevens has showed his hand at last. What do you mean? Ray, the men who captured Jackie were sent by Mr. Stevens. Stevens? Yes, yes, don't you say that? He doesn't want this bridge to be done. He's jealous of you. That's why he took Jackie. If he's got your brother, I'll but kill him. He just sent word that he knew where Jackie was. He could get him freed if the bridge was torn down. We can't tear it down. You've got to tear down what's done and stop work on it. Send the men away. But Jane... You heard what she said, Ray. Now go on, do it. Give the order to stop work there. We can't stop. 
We got extra men working. Four men coming all the time to keep the work going. Just so you can finish it in time and get yourself in solid with the company, huh? No, no, Jane, Mr. I... Mason, you take more of your job than you do about my brother's life. But, Jane, if don't you... If you can't anything about me at all, Ray, you stop work on that bridge. This no guarantees that Jackie will be sent back home safe and sound if the work is stopped and the men sent away. Well, I... I'll see what I can do. Why, hurry. The work's got to be stopped before sundown. You, you wait right here, Jane. I'll go see the men. Stranger. You better grab them all and get to work there, Ray. We're having a great deal of time. Then I'll wait, Stranger. Listen to me. Get to work. But I can't. There's a youngster. He's been carried away by some men. If we go on with this bridge... Don't work. This bridge has got to be done. See here. You can't come in and take charge of this I'm job. I'm taking charge. But I'll give the orders to the men. I'll tell them to stop work right now. I will... You get to work. There's some friends here now, Ray. I know we're going to help us. Who's this? A friend of mine. Me, Tex Thundercloud. Maybe we'll help with him, Ray. There's going to be no stopping the work here until the bridges across that canyon and the tracks are laid. But don't you see, Stranger? I... Don't work. This man Stevens is insane with jealousy. We're not letting an insane man stop us. Well, I won't work. You can't make me. I'm the boss here. I'm in charge. The company put me in charge. No masked man's going to tell me how to run this thing. This bridge is coming down and the work has stopped right now. I'll show you. He got him now. No, no my girl's brother's in danger. All right, shut up. Uh-huh. Let me go. You think so? Let me go. I tell you. I'll get you by this. Oh, oh, look. Those engines have captured Ray. No, what's to be done? Don't go to all. I'm going to talk to that masked man myself. He seems to be the one that's in charge there. We're here for. Here, work there, man. We'll have all the men here to help you in a couple of hours. I'm most ready to drop. I've been working so steady. Keep going. Here, I'll give him a hand with that timber. Yep, it goes, yep. Now, pass it in place and get those pegs in. Hold him, Timberland. All right. Look, Ginger, will you listen to me, please? I know about your brother, Jane. But in the name of heaven, stop this bridge. I'll have brought me news from the east. This bridge is going to be finished. Wait, He's safe. What have you done with him? I saw you capture him. Are you in cahoots with Stevens, too? No. Won't you please stop? I won't do anything. It's my brother's life. He... I'm sorry, Jane. There's more than just your brother's life at stake right now. You haven't heard the word from the east. Keep going, man. It's oh. shut down. It ain't quitting time. It isn't quitting time until this bridge is finished. The men toiled on through the night, despite the pleas of Jane and her father. Even Ray joined the workers after the lone ranger had talked with him. Shortly after daybreak, a horseman raced into camp and reined in his mouth before the masked man. Ho, ho there, ho, ho! What's the latest news from the east? Who are you? I'm the one Thomas told you to bring the news to. Oh, well, our Mexicans are still advancing. They captured Alcourt last night, then shoved down to Mill's Corners. Then the white folks made a stand for a while, but they were finally driven back. Where are the savages now? They're attacking Red Pine. Just ten miles from here. That's right. Tonto. Uh, Tonto, the savages are only ten miles away now. Oh. When Red Pine falls, this will be the next stop. Uh, bridge, most done. Get Chief on the cloud. Tell him to ride east and give the signal to the train. Tell him. Me tell him now. Last of the timbers are in place. We've laid the ties so he can drive the wagons over. All right, Ray. Now the tracks. Get those tracks down. Right. Mister. Yes, Jane. Would you let me talk to you? Very well. You've driven those men so the bridge is almost done. But it isn't too late to save my brother's life. Jane, the tracks must cross the bridge and connect with the tracks on the other side. But that's done. Will you take my word for it that your brother won't be harmed? How do you know? Stevens captured them, didn't he? Oh, but it was many hired. White men. Yes. Those Indians are filled with liquor. They wouldn't know one person from another. All white people are enemies as far as they're concerned. Yes. Stevens, his crooked friends, and your brother. If that bridge is not finished, every white person this side of the canyon will be massacred. The Indians are driving everyone before them. Don't you understand that? What? When white folks reach this canyon, they'll be trapped. The savages will close in on them, and it'll be the end. The end for you, your father, your brother, and every white settler between here and El Dorado. There, see that wagon? That's the first of the pioneers coming. They're working on the tracks now, mister. All right, Ray. Thundercloud started the hill to get the signal. Good enough. Ray. I'll see you later, Jane. Too busy now. You wait right there, Ray. Sheriff. Sure. I got a legal paper here ordering you to stop work on that bridge. Where did that come from? James Paul told me. Now you get that bridge stopped. Wait. Sheriff, we can't stop. We've got to go. Come with me, Sheriff. We'll need that paper later on. But I can
settlers trying desperately to keep ahead of the savages held little hope of life. They knew what would happen when they reached the canyon. In the first wagon of the long train, the driver said, We ain't a chance, Molly. But we'll go as far as we can. When we reach the canyon, we'll have to turn north or south. There's the canyon. Get ahead. Come along, Silver. Who's that masked man riding up to me? You leave the way. But who are you? Across the bridge. Across? You don't mean to say... The bridge is headed to you. Lead your wagons to the other side. We can make a stand there. We can make a stand at the other side. Maybe we can lick them critters yet. Wagons thundered over the bridge and reached the safety of the other side. The Lone Ranger had already led Jane, the sheriff, and Jane's father there. But as the wagon stopped, the masked man talked with Ray. Well, the train should arrive in a little while. No tracks ready to carry it, Ray? They'll do. You men watch close when that train arrives. See here, dead ratchet stranger. You're running things with a darn high hand. I live to see him hung if my boy Jack is hurt. And I'll do that hanging myself. The train, there it comes. Tell no range men in intervals to send a signal to the engine crew. If only the bridge will hold it. Now, let me explain. I told you, Jane, that those savages would sweep all white people before them. Yes. There was one place where a few white folks could hide in safety. That was in the cars on that train. Oh. Stevens has to be there. So do all these men and your brother, Jack. And the train is bringing them? We can only hope. Don't you see, Jane? If the bridge wasn't done, none of those folks could have crossed the canyon. They'd have all been trapped. But, Jackie... If I know Stevens' type, he won't go as far as murder. Where'll that train stop? As soon as it's across the bridge... You have your orders. Surround that train. Oh, there they are. Throw down your gun. Wait, let me talk. You talk to the judge. Jackie, Jackie. Jimmy, are you all right? I'm all right, Pop. Have you captured those men? We got them, stranger. Is everyone across the bridge? Every last white man and woman that's alive. They're all here now. Good. The engines, there they come. Where's that sheriff with his pepper? Here, what in place? This is a court order to destroy the bridge, isn't it? It sure is. Your witness, sheriff, that the bridge is finished on this day at noon. All right, all right, I'll witness it, but we got to fight them, Red. Wait. They're coming closer. The bridge is done as contracted. Ray is finishing work on schedule. If the laws of this state order the bridge destroyed to save the people from attack, the state has to rebuild the bridge. The state will do it, but There's we... powder planted. Fire the blast! There she goes! That's the last of the bridge. Oh, gosh, after all that work... You did your job, Ray. Now you'll have another job. You'll have to build another bridge. In order for the state which destroyed this one. The, the Redskins, they can't cross the canyon. No, when they've gotten over the fury that liquor roused them to... See Thundercloud, we'll go to them. Me talk when Red Man gets sober. He'll be able to make them return to their villages. And Jackie is safe. We got the Stevens crooks hog tied. By Thunder, if you hadn't finished that bridge before you blowed it up, we'd all been trapped. Come, Tonto. Hey, they're heading for the horses. We gotta thank them after all they've done. There goes the stranger. The engine with him. But that masked man, did you hear what he called his horse? Sheriff, that masked man was the Lone Ranger.
story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of The Lone Ranger Incorporated. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Horse for the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. In the early days of the western United States, gun law ruled the reign. The local sheriffs did their best to preserve the peace, but men were quick to lose their tempers and even quicker on the draw. It was during this period of western history that the masked rider of the plains led the fight for justice. Fearless in the face of danger, tireless in the face of a thousand obstacles, he gave no quarter to criminals and in time brought law and order to the frontier. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Steve Craig, a deputy sheriff, was riding near old Nate Cooley's ranch house. Suddenly, he noticed a riderless horse grazing at the side of the trail. Well, I'll be... What's Lynn Bishop talking over this way? Where's Lynn? I'm looking into this. Get up there, boy. Get moving. I can't figure what Lynn be doing on Nate's range. The way them fellas hate each other. Get along there. Get up. Well, doggone. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, boy. Lynn. Shot through the back. Let me see. If he's done for, all right. So Nate finally got mad enough to drill him. Well, if he did, he'll pay for it. I'll get the sheriff and bring him back to see things for himself. Hold still, that fellow. Yep. Now move your patches. We're heading for town. Get up there. Get up. Oh, Silver. Silver. Oh, Silver. Now, 
This is why the deputy was riding toward town so fast. Uh-huh. Lane Bishop murdered. This is going to mean trouble, Tyler. Plenty trouble. And Nate Cooley will be blamed for it. He would have been blamed no matter where the shooting took place. But with Lynn killed so close to Nate's ranch house, it'll look worse than ever. You look? Him not shot here. He wasn't? You see sign? There where deputy stopped. Yes. You see where the deputy reined up? He must have been galloping. Yes, where he mounted again and rode off toward town. Uh-huh. And you see other sign? Wait. Here's the hook. That's the Lynn's horse. Look, there he is. Don't be frightened, old fellow. We didn't harm you, master. Yes, and there was still a third horse here, Tonto. Look. You can see where the third horse and Lynn's mount came this way side by side. Ah, that all you see? What else is it, Kimosabe? Third horse must have been the killer's mount, of course. You look at hoof print. Horse leave now. Lynn's horse? Uh-huh. I don't see anything about them. Then you look here. Uh, him make print when him come this way. Wait, Tuttle. Now I see what you mean. Uh-huh. The prints left by Lynn's horse as he came toward here, supposedly with Lynn riding him, are no deeper than these the horse made after Lynn fell to the ground. That's right. But the prints left by the third horse are especially deep. Maybe him big horse. Maybe him carry double. That's it, Tuttle. It must be. Lynn was shot somewhere else. And the killer put him across his own saddle and brought him here. That's right. Now that we're going to find out where the shooting really took place. Here's a look out. We'll back trail until we come to the point where the hook prints of Lynn's horse who he was carrying a rider. Oh. Yeah. And if we find that place, we may find evidence pointing to the murderer. Come on, Mark, let's go. Here we are, boy. Oh, oh there. All right. Say that, fella. I'll be leaving you soon again. Sheriff. Hey, what's the idea about sitting here like a local steer? Something the matter, Steve? Oh, howdy, Ted. Didn't see you at first. You bet there's something the matter. And as long as you're Lynn's foreman, I reckon you'll be interested. Yeah? Your boss has been killed. Killed? Are you sure of that, Steve? Seen him myself. I found him and his horse over near the rock basins. Right close to Nate Cooley's place. But then Nate done it. And it's just what I've been expecting. Steve, what'd you do with Lynn? He's right where I found him. I figured you want to go look for yourself. Good, I'll do that. You're going to pick Nate up, Sheriff? I'm going to try if he ain't too far away by now. Steve's going to move on. Round up some fellas for a party. I'll do that. There's a fellow just outside. Tell him they got to ride after a killer. Right. Nate and that boy of his wasn't satisfied with just ruffling our cows. They had to turn killers, too. Now, don't you get to talking hasty, Dad. But I tell it you... It wasn't that... never proved that Nate and the boy was rustling. If it had have been, I'd have arrested them. As a matter of fact, it ain't even proved yet that either one of them done this shooting. You mean to say they didn't? No such thing. I figure Nate done it all right. I'm just saying we ain't got proof yet. Then by heavens, you better. Oh, he'll most likely talk once we catch him. And if he don't, it'll be the worst for him. And if it ain't Nate that done it, well, then it must have hit his boy. Shucks, I wouldn't suspicion Doug near so soon as it would the old man. No, I don't reckon I would either. Doug's young and husky. He'd a lot sooner do his fighting with fists instead of guns. But Nate's getting old and crippled up. And the honest was too ready with a shooting iron. We're all set to go, Sheriff. All right, Deputy. You coming, Ted? You bet I am. Let's see how fast the word's spreading around town, Sheriff. News of a killing always does that. Well, we've got to look for Nate first, Sheriff. How about heading for his range? Well, I hope we catch the whole cat. Come on, Sheriff, you take the lead. Steady there. Fellas, first we'll go out to Nate's place. If he ain't there, which wouldn't surprise me none, half of you will go with me and half with Steve. We'll spread out and search the country. All right. All right. All right. All right. Let's get going, Sheriff. All right. All righty, man. Yeah, all right, Sandler. Well, I'll it's be... Doug. Nate, boy. Yeah, I got something to tell you. You sure got your nerve, Doug. After what your pa done, it's the wonder you ain't run for cover, too. That's what I want to tell you about, Sheriff. You know where he's hiding now? He ain't hiding. And he's a bigger fool than I figured at first. He ain't hiding because he didn't do the shooting. Now, look here, Doug. Sheriff, don't listen to him. What else would you expect him to say? We can't take your word for it, Doug. But I know he didn't. Yeah? He couldn't drill in, Bishop. Because it was me that done it. You confession? You heard me, didn't you? And get your hands up, you scum. And pronto. I ain't gonna make no trouble. Doug, if you kill Lynn, you'll pay for it. But why in blazes did you do it, anyhow? Well, we met up near Buffalo Base, just where I found him. Come on, Doug. Mm-hmm. We started arguing about the rough, and he's been blaming and pawn me. Sort of lost my head, I reckon. 
call us rustlers just once too often. But Jordan, let him have it. You turkey. Keep still, Ted. Then why didn't you ride out, Doug, instead of giving yourself up? I should run away and leave Paul be blamed, maybe even lynched. Mm, that's so. I've done it, and I'll take my medicine. So go ahead and throw me in jail if that's what you're a mind to. You just bet I will. Man, a posse won't be needed after all. But thanks for offering to ride just the same. I'll help any I'll see the Doug's locked up. And Steve. Yeah? You and Ted go back and bring Lynn into town. This is one killing that's been cleared up in a hurry anyhow. Doug, just to make sure there won't be no illegal lynching. Yeah. I'll see that you're hung first thing tomorrow morning. The killing of Lynn Bishop and Doug Cooley's confession were almost the only subjects discussed in town that day. Men gathered in groups to talk over the affair and paid little attention to the silent Indian who in the early afternoon entered town went from group to group, listening and observing. Later, he rode back to a small, well-hidden camp near Buffalo Basin. Buffalo, if you've heard the truth, I doubt that Doug is guilty. Mm. In the first place, he told the sheriff he shot Lynn near Buffalo Basin. That's where Lynn was found, but it isn't where he was shot. Not right. I can't see that he'd have any possible motive for lying about that. There's another point. What? That? From what you heard, Doug told the sheriff that he suddenly lost his head and shot Lynn. But all the signs we read on the trail show that the killing was deliberate. The killer even put Lynn across his saddle and carried him closer to the Cooley Ranch house. And why Doug Potter say him guilty? Because, Tato, I'm afraid he believes his father guilty. Oh. He knows better than anyone else the trouble there's been between his father and Lynn Bishop. Uh-huh. And when he heard about the murder, his first thought must have been that his father did it. He confessed to protect Nate. Then maybe Longman hang long color. Now that we can help it, Tato. What we do? We're going to try to find Nate. And if he's guilty, he's the one who should pay. Mm-hmm. Right. We'll try his ranch first. If he isn't there, we'll have to get on a trail as soon as possible. An innocent man's life depends on finding Nate before morning. Here, get him up. Come on, Silver. There's the house, fellow. Uh, there's a horse outside. I don't know who it could belong to unless it's Nate. Uh. We'll soon find out. Here we are, Come on, Tyler. Huh? Get down. If Nate's here, it'll surprise me. Who's there? Open up. Yes, a minute. What are you... Outlaw. You're Nate Cooley? Sure I am, but... I didn't expect to find you here, Nate. Step back inside. Is this the whole... It isn't. Did I you... want to know why you let your son go to jail for a crime he didn't do. Huh? What's that? You're sitting here safely at home while he's waiting to be hung in the morning. Hung? Doug hung? For the murder of Lynn Bishop. Oh, stranger, that can't be. Why are you making up a story like that? You mean to say you haven't heard of his confession and arrest? I ain't heard no such thing. This long way from town. So, Tyler, no one may have thought to ride out here yet. Mister, what's this about? You, you didn't mean it when you said Doug was jailed, or did you? Maybe. Lynn Bishop was shot this morning, and your son confessed to the crime. But he wouldn't have done a thing like that. I know he wouldn't. I also have reason to believe him innocent. You have? We decided Doug confessed to protect you. Me? But I never shot Lynn, neither. But your son must think you did. I did, too, at first. At first? If you were guilty, I doubt that you'd have stayed around here to be picked up by the law. Blamed right I wouldn't. But I have an even better reason for believing you innocent. Nate, what's in that chest over there? Huh? Why, just some old bridles and some other gear that I didn't want scattered around. I'll see how heavy it is. What in tarnation are you doing? It's heavy enough. Nate, I want you to pick up that chest and place it on this table. Are you loco? Go ahead. Gosh, mister. I couldn't ever lift nothing as heavy as that. Maybe some years back I could, but... I thought so. Oh, now, look here, stranger. 
quit this foolishness and tell me what I can do about my boy. I didn't ask you that just to waste time. Now then, I suppose you know that everyone around here is convinced that either you or Doug killed Lynn. Well, he was always saying we were stealing his cows, but I reckon he'd change his mind about that. He had? You see, stranger, I met up with Lynn the other day when I was right in line where his range is alongside Owen. First off, I started telling him he'd better stop the kind of talk he was spreading around about me and the boy. Then he said something that changed things a heap. Yes? He said he'd been doing some investigating on his own. And he as much as admitted he'd run across evidence that pointed a different way. Lynn said that? He did. And what's more, he said just soon as he found out who the rustler was, he'd tell me first. Then that's it. The rustler learned he'd been discovered and shot Lynn before he could tell what he knew. By golly, you must be right. Which means that when we find who's been stealing Lynn's cattle, we'll find the murderer. Oh, but while we're looking for the skunk, Doug will be hung. None of you will do what I tell you to now. Huh? Listen to me. I think I have a way to save your boy. Steve, did you stop to tell Nate what's happened uh, when you went after him? Golly, I didn't, Sheriff. Then maybe you better ride out there now. That won't be necessary, Sheriff. What's that, Ted? Here comes Nate now. We just seen him get off his horse out in front. That must be him. Come on in, Nate. Look here, sir. What do you mean by jailing my boy? We jailed him for a killer, that's why. You crazy idiot. Huh? Doug never grilled him. Why not? Because I done it. And I'm here to see that you let Doug go free. curtain falls on the first act of our thrilling Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Now to continue our story. Nate Cooley has just entered the sheriff's office with the statement that he himself committed the crime for which his son was to be hung. Nate, say that again. Are you deep? I said I shot Lynn Bishop, and you can't hang Doug for what I done. Well, that beats all. It's the first time I ever heard of two fellas each trying to save the other from hanging by being hung himself. Well, Sheriff, what are you standing there doing nothing for? Tell Doug he's free and put me in his place. Fine, Thunder, we'll get to the bottom of this. Steve, yeah? get Doug and bring him here and keep him covered. I'll do that. Sheriff, what's the idea of telling your deputy to keep Doug covered when you're going to let him go? Blasted, I ain't letting anybody go. But look here. Maybe you're guilty and maybe you ain't. Maybe Doug's guilty and maybe he ain't. With the two of you doing your best to swing, I don't know what's what no more. But there's one thing sure. I ain't letting either one of you get away till I find out the truth of things. You think I'd confess if I didn't do it? The boy confessed too, didn't he? Yeah, but that... Why should I believe you before I believe him? Steve, hurry up with that fellow. We're coming. Oh, what are you doing here? What I want to know is what you're doing here. What's the idea of telling the sheriff a lie? But I wasn't lying. It was me that shot in. And I just told the sheriff so. Oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Now listen to me. I drilled in. You couldn't. I did. It was me, I tell you. Oh, is that the way I brung you up? To make out in front of other folks that your pa ain't telling the truth? Well, Shut up. Shut up, the both of you. If I hear much more of this, I'll go look. What the gun is shut up? Shut up. And give me your gun. There you are. Guns and belt both. Now the two of you, you Nate and you Doug, march ahead of me back to the cell. But Sheriff, what about in the morning? You mean the hanging, Steve? Sure I do. And what I want to know is, which one will it be? You don't want to know any worse than I do. But now, blast it, we'll have to wait 
we find out which one is telling the truth and which is lying. I'm telling the truth. Now what? Come in. I want to talk to you, Bill. Then come in here. I want to see you alone. All right, all right. Steve, you see that them fellows are locked up. I'll handle them, Sheriff. I'll see what this hombre wants. Now, what's your business, mister? You're coming, Sheriff. Close that door. Mask. Close it. Don't pull him, Figures. You're coming with me. Look here. Hurry you. up. Let me get out of the loose. Steady, Silver. Yep, with you, Sheriff. You can't get away with it. Yep, but I am. Hi, oh, Silver. How are The masked man carried the sheriff to the spot where Lynn Bishop had been found, and then again followed the back trail as he had with Pronto. So Lynn wasn't shot where he's found, stranger. You see what that means, Sheriff? Well, I don't know. I told you, he shot Lynn at the same place. Your deputy discovered him later. There could have been only one reason for his doing that. Yeah? That reason was that Doug didn't know where Lynn was really shot. By thunder, you were right. And so Nick's the one that done it after all. You can decide that for yourself when we reach the place Lynn was murdered. How far we got to go yet? Just to those trees there. What I can see is, why didn't you just tell me all this without drawing a gun on me and making me come along? Would you believe me if I had told you? Well, with that mask and all, I might not have, maybe. You know you wouldn't. What's more, word of what I told you would have gone around the whole town, and the killer would have been warned. But we've got me prisoners. Yes. Here we are, Sheriff. Who? 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 Come over here, Sheriff. Yeah. What is it? This is the place where Lynn fell from his horse when the shot was fired. Can you make it out? Uh-huh. You can see where Lynn's horse jumped around someone that was scared by the sound of a gun. And there's where Lynn fell. All right. And these prints, do you see them? Sure. They were made by the killer. He dismounted and left his horse over by the trees. He'd probably use the trees for cover when he fired. Uh-huh. He walked over here to see if Lynn was dead or not. Those are the boot prints you're looking at. Now, here's the prints he made going back to his horse. Now, he's the same prints, all right, but twice as deep. Because he was carrying Lynn. He picked Lynn up, carried him almost 30 yards where he left his horse. Threw Lynn across the saddle and rode away, taking Lynn's horse along. You can sure read signs, stranger. And here's something to think about, Sheriff. Well, what's that? Lynn Bishop was a big man. He weighed close to 200 pounds. He's a husky boy, all right. But the killer was strong enough to pick Lynn up, walk at least 30 yards, and then lift him to the saddle. You mean... I mean that Nate is not only a small man, but crippled with age besides. Can you imagine him doing this? He couldn't have. Never in a million years. Do you still believe Nate guilty? Stranger, if anything else happens, I'm resigning office. Doug says he done it. Then Nate claims the same. You show me where Doug didn't drill, Bishop, and then you turn right around and prove where Nate didn't either. Mr. What in Blazes, can I believe? Hear me out, Sheriff, and I think you'll understand. After talking further with the sheriff, the masked man took him back to the edge of town. Then the race toward the secret camp where Tonto was waiting. Oh, Silver! Oh, 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 oh. You hang wrong. I did, Tonto. I persuaded him to follow our plan. Oh, that good. And now, Kimasabi, it's your turn to act. Hunter, do that. Here, Scout. But be careful, Tonto. Don't take unnecessary risks. Oh, me be heap careful. And remember, no matter how long it takes, I'll be keeping close watch. Oh, now, Tonto, on your way. Get him up, Scout. Several days, nothing happened, and the townspeople, puzzled because the sheriff had made no progress toward solving the mystery of Lynn Bishop's death, began to ask pointed questions. It is night as our next scene opens, and a group of men are lounging in front of the sheriff's office. Seems funny to me, Sheriff, you ain't been able to lay the blame on one of them fellas. That's my business. Yeah? I say to the business of all of us that's paying taxes, so you can get a salary. Lay the sheriff be, why don't you? Sure, you say that, Steve. 
Being a deputy, I got an idea you just assume we wouldn't ask questions. If you fellas knew what you was talking about, it'd be different. There's been a heap of talk. Yeah? Yeah. Some of it has to do with Nick being worth quite a bit of cash. What about it? Some folks been wondering if maybe their cash didn't have a little to do with their not going to trial. Why, you... Now, hold on, Sheriff. I never said it. That's just what some other folks were saying. Better to pay them to keep their mouth shut. And here's another thing, Sheriff. Did you ever stop to think that maybe the both of them was in the right when they confessed? How could that be? What was to stop Nick and the boy both being there when Lynn was killed? There was only one shot fired. If they was together, then they'd both be guilty, just the same. Well, I happen to know only one fella killed Lynn. And there wasn't nobody else alone, either. If you know that much, Sheriff, it's a doggone pity you don't know more. Hey. What's the matter? Sheriff, there ain't no engines around here, is there? <laughs> now what's troubling you? That light in the hills. See it? Looks like the kind of fire redskin sometimes burns for signals. Did you just notice that? I've just been burning for ten minutes or more. Well, i never seen it. I wonder what it means. Nothing, most likely. Now, like I was saying, Sheriff... What's that? Somebody yelling. That's down near the cafe. Yeah, but there's been a holdup. Listen, he's heading this way. Here's his horse. Come on, boy! There he is. On a white horse. Ain't that a mask he's wearing? A crook. The signal. What's that he said, Sheriff? You never mind. Get your horses. Uh, what's and it? don't give me an argument. Every last hombre here is riding. Come on. Well, what's it all about, Sheriff? There ain't no time for answering questions. Not at the end of follow that horse away. It's traveling. We got our power. All set. Yeah, then come on. Get up there. Get up there. Come on. Get up And who's the arm behind him? Save your breath for right. Get along. Get Here, look ahead. See something? Cattle been headed toward the pass. Who'll be moving cattle this time of night? Couldn't be nobody but rustlers. It must be. And there's stealing critters from all the Bishop Range. And a mass fell in this part are heading right firm. Get moving, man. Sure, for the mass fellow one of the gang. You warn them off? Not by a blame sight. Him and the engine are leading us to the crooks. And I've seen us. Come on. Get up there. Get along there. Throw your guns and be ready to shoot. Yes, sir. Get up there. Come on. Come on. Get up there. Throw down your guns. The first one of you who crooks the fire shot will be blasted out of his hat. The best man is fine. I've got him covered already. You got him all, friend. Everyone, Sheriff. Make the best man. Let us go. We can move our own cattle, can't we? Well, I'll be doggone. It's Ted Dawson, Lynn's fault. Listen, Sheriff. You listen, Ted. You're under arrest. You and all the crooks with you. But blast at these cows are from our outfit. You can't. What were you taking the cow to the pass for? Well, and by what right, I'd like to know. Well, you're taking them to market. That night? Well, I... It don't matter whether you're taking them to sell or not. It's rustling just the same. 
Ted, you know as well as I do that not a critter can be legally sold from off this place till Lynn's estate is settled. I didn't know. And I... don't give me that kind of a story. Of course, I told you myself. Sheriff, I better with Ted and his gang were stealing Lynn's critters all the time while Nick and Doug were getting the blame. It was. That's why I'm arresting the whole pack for rustling and murder. I proved to the sheriff, and he can show you that proof, that neither Nate nor his son could have killed Lynn. What's more, Nate can testify that Lynn most likely found out who you fellas was. And there was no other reason for his killing than to keep him from talking. You ain't going to charge us all with murder, are you, Sheriff? You just bet I am. But you can't. It was all a question. It was you got it, Ted. You can't make us anchor. I'll fix your blabbing mouth. Your hand's all right. I just shot your gun away to keep you from another killing. But how'd the master get on to these crooks, Sheriff? By knowing how to read sign and using his heads to jump into conclusion. The killer's trail showed that Nate couldn't have killed Lynn, and it wasn't likely Doug did either. What's more, trail showed the killer rode out from Lynn Bishop's ranch. Yeah. So when the masked fella found out that Lynn was likely killed by the rustler, and when he seen the killer coming from Lynn's own ranch, he had his redskin card watched Ted and the rest of them till he seen they was going to steal more. And it was a redskin at the signal. Uh-huh. The masked fella seen it and running us along. Golly, the stranger sure used his head to figure this out. <laughs> That's right. He put two and two together and got <laughs> a whole gang of rustlers. just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash Silver Age Heroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior!
thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. horse for the speed of light, a cloud of dust and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. United States were first opened to settlers, the promise of easy wealth brought both honest men and criminals to the new territory. Both found that wealth could only be purchased by hard work, and the criminals returned to their old habits. The masked rider of the plains fought them tirelessly, however. Astride his great horse, Silver, he rode through the length and breadth of seven states in the cause of justice, and in time, he brought law and order to the lawless frontier. Return with us now to those thrilling days when the West was young and adventure lay at the end of every trail. The Lone Ranger rides again. Adler, the sheriff at Carter City, his face grim and his fists clenched, nervously paced the floor of his living room. His eyes never left the door leading to his wife's room. Finally, it opened, and John McKenzie, Carter City's elderly doctor, came out, closing the door softly behind him. Doc. Easy, man, easy. Do you want your wife to hear you carrying on? But I got to know, Doc. I got to... Is she going to get better? She can be cured, Vic. Thank heavens for that. But... But what? Well, Vic... You might just as well know the worst of it now and have it over with. The worst of it? Doc, what do you mean? 
She'll need special treatment if there... There ain't no way out of it? It's absolutely necessary. Then she'll have it. When can you start, Doc? Not so fastly. But I want you... I to... can't do it. I haven't the training or the equipment. It'll take a doctor in one of the big cities. It will. And that, Vic, will cost money, I'm afraid. Look, Doc, I got close to 300 saved up. Would that be enough? I'm sorry. You mean it wouldn't? Vic, the kind of doctor your wife needs comes high. It would cost you $1,000 at least. $1,000? And that's not counting the cost of sending your wife away and keeping her there while she's being cared for. Would, would she have to be gone for long? Oh, three, four months, perhaps. And all that would cost close to another 1000 I'm sorry, Vic. If there were anything I could do... Sure, Doc, I know. You could borrow the money. On a sheriff's wages? Hmm. Have you told Merrick? She insisted, Vic. Uh-huh. That's the way she is. They don't make him any braver than her. She wanted me to keep it from you. She said there was nothing that could be done, and that telling you would only make you unhappy. But I thought you ought to know. Thanks. Well, I'll have to be leaving now. Anyhow, Doc, you've done what you could, and... Well, I'd sort of like you to know I appreciate it. You don't have to tell me, Vic. If you need me, just call. Oh, uh, and another thing. Yeah? There'll be no charge for the calls I've made, Vic. That's, uh, well, we'll say that's a gift from one friend to another. Goodbye. Doc, you're one of the finest fellows I've ever known. But heaven helping, you will be paid. So long. I guess as bad as things seem... A fellow could be worse off if he didn't have a friend like the doc and a wife like Mary. Is that you, Viv? Can I come in, honey? Of course. Vic, he... he told you. Honey, how did you know? Vic, you'd never have to speak a word. I'd still know what you was thinking. Uh, I reckon I never was much of a hand for hiding things from you. Well, then stop your worrying. Everything's going to be all right. Sakes alive. Doc Mackenzie's most likely mistaken anyhow. Honey, listen to me. Yes? I know you're saying them things just to make me feel good. It's your style. And maybe that's why I've always loved you so much. Oh, Vic. But there's one thing I'm swearing to. If it's going to take $2,000 to make you well, then I'm going to get it for you. I don't know how, but there'll be a way, and by heavens, I'll find it. Several days later, that the Lone Ranger called a greeting to his faithful Indian companion. Tonto had just returned to the small, well-concealed camp after a trip to town. You're back early, Tonto. Oh, oh. oh. you got the supplies we needed? Huh? He got them. Well, why did you come back so soon? You see, fella, you think crook. What's that? I me mean, not sure. So me won't tell you. You mean he's someone we've seen before? That's what Tonto think. What did he look like? Mm hmm, big fella. Him got beard. Huh. Him wear gun by left hand. Big man with a beard and left-handed. Uh, How was he dressed? Um, him wear black coat. Like a gambler's? Not right. I know that sounds like Wolf Corby. I'll have to go into town after all. You wear in disguise? Yes, I'll put on a disguise. And if the man you saw still there, I'll know at once whether he's Wolf Corby or not. Even as the Lone Ranger spoke, Wolf Corby and one of his lieutenants, a man known as Squint, were reining in their horses before the sheriff's office. 
Sure, this is safe, Wolf. You know, I've been in town for near a week without being recognized. Don't you worry about anybody in these parts knowing who we are. It'd go bad for us if we was caught. Yeah? <laughs> After I get through talking with the sheriff, that'll be took care of. Come on. Yeah. You let me do the talking. I savvy how to handle his kind, and you don't. Suits me. Howdy, Sheriff. Howdy. Ain't you the stranger I've seen around town for the last few days? That's me. This here's Squint, a part of mine. Pleased to meet you. Howdy. Them two fellas over there sitting with their big feet on my desk are my deputies. The tall one's Mike and the short one's Sam. I'll do. I'll do, stranger. Howdy, boy. Sheriff, would you mind if me and Squint was to speak to you alone? Alone? It's something mighty important. You can tell your deputies about it later if you have a mind. Eh? Mm. Get out, you fellas. Yes, you say, Sheriff. We'll take a walk down the cafe. See you later. Yeah. Now then, what's on your mind? <sighs> Sheriff, like you've noticed, I've been around for a few days. Uh-huh. And being a good listener and sort of going from here to there doing all the listening I could, I've heard a few things. Yeah? For instance? Well, like your wife being sick. What's that to you? Now, hold on, Sheriff. You can't blame me for knowing what everybody in town knows, can you? Yeah, I reckon not. And another thing I heard was how the banker turned you down when you asked for a loan. Not only the banker turned you down, but everybody else in town with any cash. Seems to me you've been making my affairs your business. <laughs> uh-huh. Maybe I have. In that case, take my advice and... You're getting mad because we want to do you a favor? Huh? Sheriff, I said a favor, and that's what I meant. Just how much would you like to get your hands on a thousand in cash with another thousand later on? A thousand in cash? Right. You, you mean... You're offering me that? You, a stranger? That's what I'm here for. You're loco. You know what a sheriff makes. What chance would I have of paying you back? It won't be necessary. But In I, cash. I don't get you. You can pay me back, all right. And you won't need cash to do it, neither. No? Look here. Let's put our cards on the table. Suppose I was to hand you a thousand dollars. Then suppose that later on, somebody in your county got robbed. And was mistaken enough to claim me or my men done. Oh, that's your game. Then, Sheriff, all you'd have to do is point out how foolish they was to think us crooks. I've been an honest sheriff for 20 years. And you skunks come in here offering me a bribe. That's just it, Sheriff. A bribe. A thousand dollar bribe. You're under arrest. <laughs> you got witnesses to anything I've said? I don't need them. The folks around here take my word for things. Uh-huh. The banker and the rest of them are rewarding you for your 20 years of being an honest sheriff by refusing to let you have the cash you need. The cash you need to save your wife's life. Just think that over. Get out. Changing your mind about arresting us, huh? Last to get out before I change my mind again. Sure, we'll go. Remember what I said. A thousand now and a thousand after we've pulled a few raids. Two thousand dollars. Just what you're needing to send your wife away. You. <laughs> Just think it over, Sheriff. Just think it over. Come on, Squint. Let's get going. Night, striking with the ferocity of a pack of wolves, Corbin and his men descended upon Mort Powell's ranch house. Yeah. Inside, fellas! Shoot down the first arm, right? Raising the hand to stop it! Come on! Lift your hands, brother! This is a holdup! Yeah, if you know what's good for you, keep your mouth shut! Search the place, fellas! Mort's got cash here, and we're taking it! Now get moving! Come on, come on. Come on. morning, when the sheriff unlocked the door of his office and walked inside, he first noticed a broken window, and then a bundle wrapped in paper that lay on the floor just below. 
Now, what in thunder? Who was so blamed anxious to deliver a package if they had to bust the window to do it? Well, just have a look at it. Wrapped up good. Can't figure out what... Well, I'll be... Folding money. And, and a thousand dollars of it. I'll bet I know who threw this in here. A fellow that come to see me yesterday. Why, the low down... There! There! Who in there? If anybody was to see this cash... Can't you hear me? Just a second, Mort. Just hold on a minute. The drawer. Mm. I'll have to do for now. I'll find a better place. I can't wait all day. I'm coming. Now, what in blazes do you want? You come along with me. Huh? Come on. Maybe he'll be gone before we get back there. He'll be gone. Where are we going? To the cafe. But I don't... You recollect my sending one of my men into town last night to tell you about them outlaws raiding my place, don't you? I sure do. Well, I just seen one of them robbing polecats. You did? And he's in the cafe right now. Unless he's got away while I was trying to get you. You mean you recognized him? You bet I did. And you're jailing him. Is he... Is he a fella from town? Nope. A stranger. Are you... You better be awful sure you're accusing the right fella. I couldn't be no more sure of my own name. But you know... Here we are. Come on. He was standing at the bar having a drink the last time I seen him. What's he look like? He's tall with a beard. Oh, that fellow's sitting at the table there, huh? Well, I'll that ain't him. There's the one I mean by the bar. Oh, oh him. That's him. Now go on and arrest him. I'll give you all the evidence you need. But now, more. I... I hear somebody say something about arresting me. You're a thieving crook and you can't lie out of it. Go ahead, Sheriff. Do your duty. Well, I... What are you standing there for? Arrest him. Uh, sure, more. sure. The stranger, don't try to get away. I'm the law here and you're going to jail. <laughs> The curtain falls on the first act of our thrilling Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Behold my precious. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here. Uh -huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot. Fun surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Yeehoo! The Loot Wowzers! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, there's a box just about for all collectors in. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Now to continue the story. Although the thousand dollars offered to him by Wolf Corky as a bribe was lying in the drawer of his desk, the sheriff was forced to arrest the outlaw when he was identified by Mort Powell. He just standing there grinning at you, Sheriff. Tell him you mean business. Didn't you hear me when I said you was under arrest? Now just wait a minute. I ain't no crook. There's some mistake. If I could maybe have a word in private with the sheriff here. 
I reckon it could be fixed up all right. What have you got to say to the sheriff alone? Why, I just thought I'd explain to him why it is I can't be the crook you think I am. Unless, of course, he'd rather have some explaining to do. Huh? What did he mean by that, Sheriff? Uh, just wait a second, Morton. I'll see what he's got to say for himself. Well, I'll be hogtied. You're going to listen to the skunk? Mort, you let me handle things my own way. Vic, I've known you for ten years. But in all that time, I've never seen you act like this before. I know my job. Step over here, stranger. If you believe his lie, Sheriff, you ought to have your badge took from you. Now, don't get excited, Mort. You ain't arrested me, Sheriff. What's to stop me? You got the thousand I sent you? Sure, but you... arrest me now. Tell about you having that cash. I could explain it some way. It ain't likely. And there's something else maybe you didn't notice, huh? Every last one of them bills are marked. Jail me and I won't only tell folks you've got that money, but I'll describe them bills so there can't be no mistake where they came from. I'll get rid of them. Yeah? You'll still have to arrest me first before you get the chance to do it. And then it'll be too late. I'll see to that, you. If you ever arrest me, all I'll have to do is tell why you didn't arrest me this time. This is going to look suspicious enough so those folks will believe my story. I don't know what to do. Then do like I say. Yeah? Tell him what you seen me in town last night about the time his ranch was raided. That'll give me an alibi. And don't worry about me being recognized another time. I just let Mort see me last night so as to force your hand. Oh, the lowest rottenest thing I ever seen. You got me where I had to do like you say. <laughs> Thought you'd see sense. Now, if I was you, I'd pretend Mort must have mistook me for that fellow sitting over there. He's tall and he's got a beard, too. Come on. Mort, you was wrong. Sheriff, did I hear you right? This couldn't be the fellow you met, Mort. What in places has he been saying to you? I, uh, you just reminded me where it was I seen him last night. After he described it to me, I recollected him. And it was the time you said you was robbed, so of course... Sheriff, you've gone crazy. I'll swear you was the man that... Mort, that stranger over there looks suspicious to me. Hey, there you. Step over here. You're talking to me, Sheriff? Yes, you. That ain't the man. You was likely so excited last night, Mort. You didn't know what... I want you to answer some questions, that's what. Yes? What's your business in town? Where was you at last night? What's the handle you go by? I want to know... a lot of questions. What if I don't answer them? Then you go to jail, you do. No, I won't. That's all. You left for the show, and I'll fire. Don't have to him. After him. You go after him if you mind, Sheriff. But I'm staying right here. You're just trying to arrest him on a trumped-up charge while the crook here goes a free. I don't know what's got into you, but it's something funny, and maybe I'll find out what. I didn't see the man you described, Tonto, until this morning. And it was Wolf Corby, all right. You tell, Sheriff? No, there's something strange there. What's that? I know the sheriff's reputation. Everywhere in the state, he's said to be one of the most honest sheriffs Texas ever had. That's right. But today, he not only refused to arrest Wolf on the word of a truthful witness, but he tried to arrest me instead. Why him do that? I'm not sure, Masabi, but I've got an idea. Huh? When I was in town, I learned a number of things. One of them is that the sheriff has been trying to raise money to care for his wife, who was seriously ill. Mm, that looked bad. But this morning, after the sheriff had tried to arrest me, I pretended to leave town. I circled back and waited for the sheriff to return to his office. And I saw him take paper money from his desk. Where him get money? That's what I don't know. But it could have been a bribe from Wolf. Him not take bribe? Tato, you have to remember that his wife will die if he doesn't get money. Any man might weaken under those conditions. Uh-huh. But if the sheriff did take a bribe for that reason, I have a plan. What that? First, we'll go back to town, Kimosabe. Uh-huh. Then we'll pick up Wolf's trail. I noticed the direction he rode from town this morning. Then what we do? And then we'll pay a call on Wolf and his gang in their camp. Let's go, Tonto. Get him up, Scott. Come on, Silver. Their work in town finished, the masked man showed Tonto the direction in which Wolf had traveled. 
and the keen eyes of the faithful Indian follow the outlaw's trail to the gang's hidden camp. We see the masked man and Tonto as they sit astride their horses, hidden from the outlaws by a grove of trees. My mask will probably convince them I'm an outlaw. So I don't expect them to make trouble. Uh. But you stay here. And if anything goes wrong, you'll be able to help. Don't do that. I'll have to pretend to know more than I do. My guess was wrong. If they didn't bribe the sheriff, they'll probably suspect me. Uh. But if I was right, then our plan should work. Tonto, not think you do wrong. Keep out of sight, Tonto. I'm on my way. Me take care. Come on, Silver. They've had to do our best, old fellow. Too much depends on us to fail now. They've seen us. Hey, what the? A man! Oh, oh, Silver. Hey, look here, you. We don't like strangers come busting into our camp. Oh, so just turn around again and start traveling. Very well, Wolf. You know my name? I know your name. And I know that you're going to lose the money you paid the sheriff. Just a minute, hold on. Seems to me he knows an awful lot, boss. Hang on, Silver. Make him talk. That's what I came here for. Stranger, just who are that you? That doesn't matter. He's some kind of a crook, boss. Take off that mask he's wearing and maybe we'll know him. Don't yeah. try it. You want a gunfight or information? What I want to know is how you found out about the cash I gave the sheriff. Did he tell you? He didn't. Then who did? I found out for myself. Just as I found out, you've been tricked. Huh? You paid him money for protection. And when you paid him, there was something you didn't know. What's that? You probably wouldn't believe me if I told you. Quiet, Thunder, you talk or we'll make you. I'll do this, Wolf. I won't tell you myself. I said you wouldn't take my word for it alone. Well, I'll send you to a man whose word you'll believe. Yeah? You know John McKenzie, the doctor in Carter City? I know him. What about it? Now go to Dr. McKenzie and ask him just one question. What question's that? Ask him how long he expects the sheriff to live. Huh? Hey, do you mean... You'll find out what I mean when he tells you. That thousand. If something's going to happen to him... He won't be able to give us protection after taking our cash. If I were you, Wolf, I'd see Mackenzie as soon as I could. I'll do that same. Hey, what are you telling me this for? It might be that I want to join your gang. Yeah? So that's it, huh? You can draw your own conclusions. Strangers, we're going to look into what you said. Good. All of you, get your horses. We're right. And stranger. Yes? If you've told us the truth, you can join us any time. What's more, we'll make it worth your while. You coming with us? No, but I give you my word, you'll see me later. That suits me fine. Everybody ready? Then come on. Get up there. Just a moment. Hurry it up, Doc. Here's someone here, I... That gun. Doc, take a good look at that shooting iron and start talking. Talking? There's something I want to know, Tog, on bed, and you can tell me. Yes? Well, one thing is there's something wrong with the sheriff. But you're asking me to tell a professional secret. Tell or get drilled. Well, I... I've seen men in better health. Don't try to fool me. Talk out and talk straight. Is there anything wrong with them that you'll maybe die from? I... Quick! I shouldn't say. I'm giving you one more chance. If you don't take it, well, then maybe you won't never talk again. Now, let's have it. It... It's possible that he might die within a week. Within a week? It's very possible. That's all I wanted to know. But wait. Get back inside, Doc, and keep your mouth shut. Was the man on the tooth box? Yep. He was. The sheriff's got the cash. What are we going to do? Take it back and make him wish he'd never met up with Wolf Corby. Right now, we're heading for the sheriff's house. Get up there. Here we are, Sheriff. You again. Shut up. Quick, Blackie. Keep the Sheriff covered. Right. You'll wake my wife. That's just too bad. Too Shut bad. up and listen to me. You know where we've just been? Huh? To see the duck, that's what. And told the truth about you. You, you blasted cheat. Take out the cash I gave you. And all the time knowing you wasn't going to live long enough to do us any good. You're local. You figured we wouldn't find it out, huh? I don't know what you're talking about. I suppose you're going to stand there and claim there ain't nothing wrong with you. That you ain't liable to die before long. Will you? Uh, I ain't got time to argue with you. 
Where's the cash? You, you want it back? I want it, and I'm getting it. Uh, I'll get it for you. No, you won't. Just stay where you are. You tell us, and we'll get it. I ain't taking chances. I know more of your tricks. That desk. It's there? Which drawer? The bottom one. In the cash box. Look for it, Squint. If it's there, I'll find it. But, but there's more. What belongs to you there? You ain't going to take the cash as mine, are you? I ain't particular. Here's a cash box, boss. Bring it here. Wait, it's pretty heavy, Wolf. There's more than just folded money in it. You got the key, Sheriff? And I'll open it. Give it to him, Squint. Uh-huh. Wait till I find my keys. Oh, here they are. This is the one. There. <laughs> now I'll take it. Here's the thousand, all right. <laughs> Gold and silver, too, eh? Well, that's just fine. I reckon I'll just take the whole thing along. My life saving. Nice of you, Sheriff, to save it for me. Not for you. You run quick, Heatherler, to rob the sheriff. Wait, hold on. You can't arrest us. We can't. Well, you're already arrested. Sheriff, look here. This thousand you took. What about the thousand, Wolf? The sheriff took it. It was a bribe. What kind of a yarn is that? You pour cash out of your pocket and try to claim it's a sheriff. Now I suppose you'll say what's in that cash box ain't the sheriff. The mask, fella. It was him that done this. Saying he wanted to join us. I said I might want to. It was a trick. The sawbones lied. They didn't lie either. He said it was possible the sheriff wouldn't live. The same thing could be said of any one of us. You hear that, Wolf? The mad fella knew what the doc said. I bet a minute he put Doc up to it. That's enough out of you fellas. You're heading for jail, a whole lot of you. Yeah? When the mad man came and got us, he told about Wolf being found in Montana. There's blame near $3,000 in reward money on the heads of him and his gang. There is. Then where's the mask gone to? Get a hold of him. Tell him rewards his. That ain't the way he wanted it, Sheriff. Huh? It was his right, Lee, so I could do with it what he pleased. And he said it was to go to you so your wife could get the kind of doctrine she needs. He said that? Sam, there ain't a fellow I know of that'd do a thing like that, except one. And that's the Lone Ranger. just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media.
fiery horse with a speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high old silver, the Lone Ranger. Whenever men gathered around the campfire in the early days of the western United States, stories were told of the masked rider of the plains. And those stories have come down to us through the generations. In a country where only the brave could survive, the masked man's courage was never matched. He dedicated his life to the cause of justice. and was through his efforts that the honest settlers in the range country found peace and security. Return with us now to those thrilling days when the West was young. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver! Drawn to the country around Loganville by its prosperity, outlaws became bolder with each raid until finally law enforcement broke down altogether, and the criminals no longer bothered to hide their identity. Right around the country like they owned it. Can't nothing be done. Cattle stole, ranches raided, stages held up. And the law working right along with the crooks. I haven't. Somebody's got to do something. The honest folks will have to move out. Then suddenly, one morning, without warning, the townspeople of Loganville were astonished to see a notice nailed to the wall of the cafe. Vigilantes organized. They've given notice to the crooks to move out. Who nailed that notice up? Wonder what'll happen now. Many things happened, and they happened with speed and precision. A small, self-appointed band of hooded men, their identities known only to themselves, made spectacular and mysterious raids wherever known criminals were to be found. Giving way to the threat of sudden death, the outlaws at first reluctantly and then swiftly, with a desperation of terror, packed bag and baggage and departed for safer districts. The vigilantes is the best thing ever happened in these parts. Look how the crooks are clear now. I don't care who the vigilantes are. They're all right. Hooray for the vigilantes! But the small group of men who had banded themselves together, elated by success and confident of their power, found themselves tempted to take advantage of the organization they had created. The cunning brain of Mark Delaney, their leader, saw fresh possibilities, and his persuasive tongue convinced his followers they should accept his plan. We see them now at night, their heads and shoulders concealed with white hoods, gathered at the secret meeting place outside town. Mark, are you sure we can get away with this? And why not? Folks around here figure everything we do is just about right, don't they? Yeah, but... And what if the fellows we tell to leave the country start telling their side of it? Let him. Who's to believe them? We'll do like we always done. After we've given them notice, we'll nail a paper to the cafe saying why. If we accuse a fellow of rustling, who's going to believe him again us? I reckon you're right, Mark. You know, blame where I am, Nate. Who's the first fellow we're calling on? Jim Dwyer. Him? But everybody figures he's honest. Uh-huh, and that's just why I chose him. 
If we can get away with our scheme on him, then we can work it on anybody. Well, Getting plenty of four hours' notice, huh? <laughs> right. And with that short a time to clear out, he'll sell his place plenty cheap. And we will buy. Of course. When I first thought of organizing vigilantes, I decided it was the fellows with cash and land I wanted my side. You fellas had the most cash, so I chose you. <laughs> and now, before we're through, we'll have even more. Good enough. When do we ride? Right now. Everybody got their hoods on? Yeah, And let's give Jim Dwyer his marching orders. Come on, get up there. Get up, get up, get up there. Get up. I've always lived honest, fellas. You can't Jim do this. Why are the vigilantes of Metton decided they don't want your kind in this part of the country? But I tell you're you. You're a rustler. You've made your cash stealing other folks' cows. We're hereby giving you notice that. Wait, listen. I'm I... sure to clear out inside of 24 hours. No, you can't do it. My ranch, my home. I'm not a rustler, I tell you. And if you don't clear out in the time just stated, you'll be hung from the nearest tree. Ain't that the verdict, men? There's a mistake. Somebody's lied about me. Listen, you gotta believe me. What you said ain't so. I'll prove it. I'll do anything. Jim to... Dwyer, you'll leave within 24 hours. Within 24 hours. A notice was mailed to the cafe the next morning, stating why Jim Dwyer had been told to leave. The people of the district were stunned, but they accepted the vigilante's ultimatum and refused to believe Jim's claims of innocence. The rancher was forced to sell his property at a ruinous price. Their scheme successful, the vigilantes continued. A half a dozen more prosperous ranchers were added to the list of victims. And then one day, the lone ranger and his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, camped not far from Loganville, saw a horseman riding furiously down the trail. Look at that man spur his horse, Tonto. Ah, uh, him ride heat fast. He's coming from Loganville. Uh, I wonder what his hurry is. No one's behind him. Him all alone. There's no excuse for driving his horse that way, unless he's carrying an important message or something of the sort. Wait. Tonto know him. You do? Huh? Him rancher. Him named Dave Hanford. Dave Hanford? Huh? I've heard of him. Here, Silver. You ride. Dave will kill his horse if he continues like that. Uh-huh. He's got a message that had to be delivered in a hurry. Perhaps I can help him and save his mount. Here him come. Yep. Go on, Silver. Come on, boy. He can't run his horse like that. We'll stop him, Silver. Dave! Dave, rein up! I'm not an outlaw, Dave. Come on, Silver. I'm not going to let you drive that horse until you kill it. Pull up! I warn you, you there! Tell my hand! You're not hurt! Stop your horse! I won't bless you! Get up there! Get along! And I'll stop it for you! Call that bridle! It wouldn't stop when I told you! Pull something! Hold it back! Pull! Oh, oh boy! Bless you! What'd you stop me for? I'm leaving town like you told me, ain't I? My 24 hours ain't up yet! What are you talking about? You dirty crooks! You're getting worse all the time! I suppose you ain't satisfied no more with just stealing ranches! You gotta shut our mouths, too! Look here! Do you think I planned to shoot you? Then if you didn't, why just. I stopped you to save your horse! If I'd wanted to shoot you, I'd have done it when I knocked the gun from your hand. But I don't see... Who did you think I was? That mask. The vigilantes. Did the vigilantes wear masks like mine? Well, uh, maybe I was wrong. I don't know. My camp is just over there. Come along. You said some things I'd like to ask you about. But if I don't clear out... You've been threatened? I was given 24 hours to disappear or get killed. You have my word nothing will happen, Dave. Well, I... You'll either come willingly or I'll make you. Uh, I guess maybe it'll be all right. Get up. Come get on, there. How come you know my name, stranger? I heard it before, Dave, and Tonto recognized you. Tonto? That Indian you see over there, he's my friend. Oh. From the things I'd heard about you, Dave, I had the impression you were honest. I ain't never done a crooked thing in my whole life. But if the vigilantes warned you vigilantes? to leave... Vigilantes? Crooks would be a better name for them. Yes? Stealing ranches. Getting rich by giving honest men like us orders to leave. Buying us out cheap or just taking over without paying nothing at all. That sounds as though you know who they are. Now, of course I do. But isn't it a secret organization? Secret to everybody but the fellas they rob. 
When fellas wearing hoods call on you at night and tell you to leave the country, and then the next day fellas that have been getting rich, buying from armies like me, come around and offer you as little as they can for your face, then it don't take long to figure things out. I see. Here we are, Dave. Oh, oh, sir. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> this is Tonto. Howdy. Oh, Tonto, Dave's been telling me some interesting things. And Dave, there's more questions I'd like to ask you. I'll go right ahead. Can't hurt none, I reckon. If what you told me is true, if you know these men, why can't you state the facts and accuse them? That just shows how much you know about it. Yes? In the first place, a while back when this country needed vigilantes, these fellows did some good work. All the folks swear by them, even if they don't know who they are. And they wouldn't believe a word again them. Oh. And in the second place, they're rich. And it don't pay to argue with men that's got the power they got. Uh-huh. And in the third place, anybody talking out of turn wouldn't be likely to live long. Who are the men you suspect? You ain't just trying to trick me, are you, stranger? If you'll trust me, perhaps I'll be able to help you. Now, there's something about your style. I thunder I will trust you. Good. I'll take my oath. One of them's Mark Delaney. The fellow that gave me $500 this morning for a ranch worth 5000 Mark Delaney. And Walt Berry and Nate Carlson and George Simons and... Well, there must be about a half a dozen of them, all told. They've driven other men like you away? Seven or eight, I know of. Dave, I'm going to investigate your story. Yeah? If you're right, I'm going to find a way to do something about it. Well, if there was such a way, somebody would have thought of it a long time ago. Well, you'll see. But those men are guilty, and I do find a way to bring them to justice. I want you to promise me something. Huh? Promise what? That instead of leaving, you'll stay with Tonto and me until this is cleared up. Well... A man only deserves what he fights for. Gosh, an hour ago, I thought I was done for. Yes? But now, by heavens, I will fight. Here, Silver. Are you leaving? Yes. I don't know how long I'll be gone, but stay here with Tonto until I get back. Just as you say, mister. And Tonto, the two of you stay out of sight. We do that. Come on, Silver. Several days went by, and then late one night, a group of hooded men made ready to leave Larry Forbes' ranch house. You heard what we said, Larry. Twenty-four hours. Are you wrong? Not a minute more. Come on, fellas. To your saddles. Back to town. Right. Keep your hoods on till we're away from here. All set, men. Then come on, get up there. Get up there. Get up there. Larry's place is going to make a nice piece of property to get a hold of, Mark. <laughs> It ought to just round out our holdings the way we want. And not a blame person suspicion in us, except the fellas we chased away, and they don't come. Well, we've done right well. We have that. But I'm getting a little leery of this. We go too far, and folks will start asking questions. Oh, now, Walter... We ain't going no farther. Huh? You mean... Just uh... what I said. I thought out this scheme, and it's worked fine. But a scheme that's good for a while ain't always good when you use it too long. That's just what I was going to say. You're loco, the both of you. You're making money at something that just ain't sense to give it up. No? Why, there's Phil Potter's place we could get for ourselves. And maybe ropes to be hung by. Now, wait. You wait. Nate, I've got things figured out. It ain't being crooked that gets a man in trouble. It's being crooked at the wrong times and in the wrong places. That's real sense. We picked the right time for what we've been doing. We started in after we drove the outlaws away, and the folks around here was convinced we couldn't do nothing wrong. But I don't... But from now on, we... Hold on. Hold that. What's the matter, Wolf? I'm sure I heard something just then. Heard something? Don't know just what. Might have been a horse went in or something. I don't know. <laughs> Walt, no wonder you want to back out. You're getting as nervous as a scared kid. Oh, we're oh quit you whenever time you hear a sound. You can take your hoods off now, fellas. Get up there. Come on. Get up there. Get up there. What was you saying, Mark? What I started to say was that from now on, we should stick to honest business. Each one of us has got all the land and cash and cows he needs. We brought out the string and it's time to quit. The fella is greedy, he's a fool. Nate, you know Mark's right and you might as well admit it. Ain't no use holding out if you're all kidding me. That's better, Nate. Quitting now, nobody can ever get anything on us. All we have to do is enjoy what we've got. That's a plenty. We'll burn our hoods and forget all about being vigilantes. Right. And then what? Oh, 
blasted I'm no blame well. I heard something that time. And what if you did? Couldn't be anything but a cowpuncher heading for town. <laughs> and who's to bother the vigilantes? Tonight, Dave, was the last raid. Of all the rotten luck. Yes. There goes our last chance of trapping them critters. How are you going to prove anything on them when they ain't doing nothing crooked? There might be a way. Huh? Dave, how many of the vigilantes' victims do you know? Almost all of them. Do you know where they've gone to? Well, I heard Jim Dwyer's over Ponca City Way. Yes. And Carl Engel, let me see. It seems as if somebody told me he was seen working for the Box Inn outfit. And the others? Now, give me a minute to think, and I reckon I can remember where most of them have gone. Good. Dave, each one of those men must have had at least one friend among the ranchers who believed in his innocence. Sure, as likely as not. But what good is the opinion of one man when all the rest are again you? In this case, it might be a lot of good. Well, I don't say it. The Dave. vigilantes have said they'll not ride again. Yes, but so they you... will, Dave, and soon. The curtain falls on the first act of our thrilling Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Now to continue our story. The Lone Ranger told Dave Hanford and Ponto that although the vigilantes planned to retire, they would be forced to ride again in spite of their resolution. He explained the plan he had in mind and then gave his final instructions. We made out a list of the men the vigilantes have driven away. Uh-huh. Me got list. Each one of us will call on a third of those men and explain the plan. I'll talk to them, fellas, and by thunder, they'll listen. Make them agree to help. Do anything, but get their cooperation. We do that. And then, when you've seen the men we want, return here. This will be our meeting place. Fine. Now there's no time to waste. Here's over. Here's Scout. I'll get mine. Uh, we should all be back here within a week. And then we'll go into action. Come on. Get him up, Scout. All the way from Loganville, just to say you. And if you don't do like I say, I'll have your hide part. You open door. Well, a redskin. He won't talk to you. You. One day, Nate Carlson received some startling information. He went directly to Mark Delaney's home. Double crossing skunk, I'll show him. Mark, open up that door and open it, Pronto. I know you're in there. Open up. What in place is the matter with you? Get inside. Now look here. No. You didn't want to pull no more raids. You knew when you was well off. Sure, you knew, all right. 
So just the minute you get me convinced, well, you ought to stop me or go behind my back and do some raiding on your own. That's a lie. I suppose you'll say it's a lie. The vigilantes waited to circle cross our pit. They what? You heard me. You and the rest of them wasn't only seen. You had the infernal nerve to nail a notice on a cafe wall like we all have done. There's something funny about this. Funny? That ain't the word I got for. That's it. Now, double... just wait a minute. That's your trouble, Nate. Flying off the handle when there ain't no cause. You? If the circle cross was raided, I didn't have nothing to do with it. And I'll take my oath. None of the other fellas did either. The raiders was wearing hoods. They was. They told a hand it was vigilantes. Well, I'll... And what's more, they told the fellas out there that from now on they was running things the way they wanted to. They said they'd done a lot for this part of the country, getting rid of crooks, and now they was going to get something for themselves. And you was loco enough to think I'd do a fool thing like that? Well, by heavens, after knowing me all these years. What else was I to think? How do you expect me to know what you think when I don't know what to think myself? I don't savvy this. Not do I. But whoever them fellas are pretending to be us, they're riding right for trouble. But in spite of Mark's prediction, the next few weeks saw the hooded band strike again and again without being caught. Where's the vigilantes? We're helping ourselves to these clouds. Anybody who don't like it can start dodging left. townspeople who had never inquired into the vigilante's identity as long as the hooded band did the work the law had failed to do, began first to harbor misgivings, then to give voice to their indignation. Just because they run the outlaws out, they think they got a right to turn crooked. They stole all of our tanks. And help themselves to circle cross cattle. Shut up Zeke's place. Take out of his pocket. As the raids continued, the townspeople demanded the vigilantes be halted. The result was a meeting held in the cafe and called to order by old Zeke Ives. Quiet down, folks. Quiet down. Now then, I reckon everybody knows the business before this meeting. Because them dirty crooks! Wait! Like I was saying, we all know why we come here tonight. There's been things happening around these parts that can't be put up with no more. All of you savvy what I mean. It's the raiding and robbing and thieving the vigilantes have done. We can't go on no more. Something's got to be done! They've run wild! That's just it. There was a time when we was mighty glad to see them fellas operating. They'd done a heap of good before they got too big for the boots and went hog crazy. So, seeing as how we're all agreed they've got to be caught, I'd like to hear a few suggestions. There's only one thing we can do, Zeke. Yeah? That's for all of us that can handle shooting irons to keep armed every minute of the day and night. Then just as soon as somebody reports seeing them crooks, we'll try to get them before they get away. Well, that's one idea. But it ain't a good one. No? No. For all we know, some of the vigilantes are right here at this meeting. They're Loganville folks just like the rest of us. They make a raid and all they got to do is to hide their hoods and pretend they were there looking for the crooks instead of being them. That's true, sure enough. And we can make any secret plans for the same reason. We'd never know who to tell the secrets to or to keep them from. Well, what's your scheme? Well, somehow we got to catch them and wearing the hoods. Yeah. And with evidence on them, we can use to get them. But how's that to be done? You got me, Zeke. But if anybody thinks they're another way, he's local. <laughs> People are ready for action. 
They want the vigilantes punished. If we give them half a chance, they'll see that they are punished. Them plenty mad. I just saw Walt Berry slip from the cafe and head for Mark Delaney's house. Uh, you know exactly what you're to do, don't you, Tyler? Me not forget. The men are waiting. We'll only need 15 minutes. You go now? Yes, Tyler. Then in 15 minutes, follow our plan. Come on, Silver. In the meantime, one by one, the vigilantes arrived at Mark Delaney's home to discuss the situation. We're all here, ain't we? George just come in and he was the last one we was waiting for. And we've got to decide it's this. Are the things that have been happening dangerous to us? If they are, what are we going to do about it? Seems to me, Mark, these fellas posing as us are doing us a favor. Yeah? They're bound to be caught sooner or later, don't you see? And then when they are, there won't be nobody can blame us for anything. That sounds reasonable. The rest, do you think the same? Then you figure we ought to just let them go along with enough rope to hang themselves? Shucks, me and Walt don't often agree on any one thing, but this time I'd say... The fellow you skunks thought you'd run out of the country. Well, meet up with some more folks around. Here's Carl and Jim. What's it all? We'll learn what this is about, Mark. The hoodsmen. Here they are. Hey, what are you doing? You're going to wear these hoods. No, wait a minute. Stand back. Hey, do it. Stand still. All of you are covered. But you can't Mark, these are the men you and your friends cheated. You used your position to steal everything they owned. Now you're going to get a taste of your own medicine. You, you'll pay for this. Put the hoods on them. No, it's a downright pleasure. Just watch me. We'll fix this. What's the for? It's an old barn just outside of town, Mark. Yeah, but I... It's been years since it's been used. It's just the kind of place vigilantes would choose to meet. To, to meet? That's enough for you to know right now. Are they all wearing hoods? Every last one of them. Head back to our horses. Hurry! Men. Take them inside. I'll open the door. Now, get in there, you skunks. Don't try to hang back. You'll get some lead to speed you up. Listen, we'll give you cash. We'll pay you back what we took. Sure, we will. You can have it all back. And more besides. Keep still. Dave and Jim and the rest of us are going outside. You, Mark, will stay in here with your friends. Wait, please. We're going outside, Mark. But we're not going far. The walls of this barn have cracks in them. Cracks wide enough to fire through. If you try to leave, you'll only get shot. Hey, hurry it up. They're coming from town. The engine's done his part. Remember, he'll be just outside and watching you. Close the door, Dave. Yeah. Mark. Mark, what's going to happen to us? We're done for. But maybe we'll be able to explain. You maybe fool, they... explain the way the folks in town are feeling. Just one look at these hoods on us and we're done for. Then let's make a break for it. No, that's just what Dave and them want. They'd like to shoot us down. Oh, oh, it's them. It's too late now to run if we wanted to. Does anybody in here stand where you are? The light, the light shining on them. Look. Turn them hoods off. Wait, wait, the fellas you want. Leave me be. Don't take that hood away. Well, I'll be Mark Delaney. Walt. Nate. And there's George. Blasted, listen. This is a frame up. We didn't. I'll eat my saddle. The hoods in the loot. That's evidence enough. No, you can't blame that. Shut up. You fellas come here to plan another one of your raids, I'll bet. Well, this time you ain't raiding. You're going to jail. Our work is done, men. After what's been discovered in there, I don't think you'll have trouble getting your property back when you return to town to claim it. Shucks, it'll be easy to show how we was done out of it now. And even if we couldn't, we've had the satisfaction of seeing them crooks get what's coming to them. Thanks to you, stranger. There are other people you want to thank more. You mean? I mean the friends who trusted you. The friends who let you pretend to raid their homes and steal their cattle. The townspeople could move to action. We ain't forgetting. Come, Tyler. Uh, but hold on a second. Yep. We may meet again. We'd like to tell you. Ready, Tyler? Well, you can't be ready. Oh, wait. Hello, Silver! 
The story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of The Lone Ranger Incorporated. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash silverageheroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior! <laughs>